Leonard Cohen suggested there is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. This viral crack gives us a chance to create something new and better. So let's talk about back to different and let the light in. When I was in uh, French class in the 10th grade, I remember there was a knock on the door and through the window in the door, you could see the principal and he motioned to our French teacher to come over and she went out and closed the door behind her and they kind of disappeared. I guess he'd motioned her off to the side and she came back in with a very grave expression on her face and she told us that um, John F. Kennedy had been assassinated. And I remember very clearly feeling the world change at that moment. I, um, I cannot quantify it. it, just everything changed. But I went to Woodstock and I remember coming out of Woodstock, leaving Woodstock. First of all, I was wearing someone else's clothes, and I have no recollection of how the switch occurred. But I remember feeling exactly the same way. Things are changed. On September 11th, in 2001, I was just about a block from the World Trade Center doing a training when that event occurred. And as I walked up Broadway... Um, I remember feeling the same way that things were 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 different. People say, and I hear people say about this COVID nineteen is a tsunami that we're going through. Is I wish things would get back to normal. Well, I don't think they're going to be back to normal. I think it's going to be a different place from now on. And I don't mean that different bad or different good. It's just different. I heard a friend say yesterday, um, be grateful for the pause, that this is a pause for us. And it's a pause for us to maybe examine things and to find out more about what's important. Now, one of my clients is the National Institute for Standards and Technology. And I, I, I love working there for a lot of reasons. Number one is I've always been fascinated by science. And most of the people I work with there are scientists and we were talking about transformations and we were talking about how we change and one of the fellows who worked there after class came up to me and he wanted to talk to me about metamorphosis and he said you may not know this because most people don't most people think that when the caterpillar goes into the cocoon and the chrysalis that their little legs change and their little heads change and they grow wings and he said that's really not what happens at all what happens is the caterpillar basically dissolves becomes this sort of organic paste and then completely reforms from scratch almost so, first of all, immediately I wondered, does the butterfly ever look back and say, oh, I wish I was a caterpillar again. Things are much simpler. And this time for us, this pause that my friend was, was uh, talking about is that dissolution of some stuff, of some habits, of some assumptions, of some social norms, of some old habits which are left over from an era which maybe is ending at this point in our world. So back to different is about being cognizant of that, 
getting past the discomfort and saying, how do I want to be different? I mean, I've noticed a lot of differences about the way I live. Obviously, I don't go to the store as much. I don't go out as much. I wear a mask, all those kinds of things. But I've also made friends with people who live around us because we can walk where I am, whom the only time I've ever met them before, they were in their car driving to work. I knew their car better than I knew them. And now, though we stand on opposite sides of the street, we talk. I know them. It's like, it's, it's like a village again. We talk to each other. We can't wait to connect and talk as opposed to can't wait to go someplace and go past each other. So here are a couple things I've learned about what's changed for me. Number one, um, I'm a recovering English teacher, and I used to use a wonderful book in my poetry class called How Does a Poem Mean by John Chardy, uh, C-I-A-R-D-I. And John Chardy talks about the pleasure of taking pains, of being painstaking. And that's one of the things that I've seen about how I've changed, and I think it's a change for the better. I'm not in as much of a hurry. So I take my time. I take my time when I'm preparing dinner or when I'm doing stuff around the house or when I'm um, practicing my guitar or when I'm working out, which we both do at home. I just do it with a little more attention and a little more mindfulness and a, a little less sense of this shadow of a, a ticking clock. I am grateful. This is an important time in my life to be grateful. I'm fortunate that my work translates pretty well to virtual work. I'm fortunate that I've had a very agile and uncertain life doing all kinds of different things. So I'm not much threatened by change. I'm grateful that I'm a lifelong sailor. So I'm used to not being able to control much but being very careful that what I can control, I do well. I've always loved discovery and exploration my whole life. I still do. My friend Bruce introduces me to new people as the oldest kid I know. I, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I'm also grateful for understanding better control, scale, as it were, things I can control, things that I may be able to influence, and things that, that I have no control over and no influence over. When I do negotiating classes, one of the things I tell people up front is an important rule is don't try to negotiate what's not negotiable. I cannot negotiate this virus. I cannot. I cannot negotiate other people's actions. I can be very focused on how I react, how I think, the things that I assume. One of my favorite sayings is that the mind is a wonderful servant and a terrible master. So I can focus on thinking, but <laughs> make my input more useful. Finally, I want to suggest a way to frame this is to think of our children and our grandchildren. We with what we do now and what we do with what follows will create a legacy. And I'm wondering our children and grandchildren sometime down the line when we are no longer here to bother them, how are they going to remember what we did here? 
Are they going to look back on this and say, God, dad really rose to the occasion here? Or are they going to remember, my parents completely freaked out and they terrified us because they seemed to be helpless? David Foster Wallace, who was a pretty interesting guy, um, at the Kenyan college graduation in 2005, and another word for graduation is commencement, and I try to remember that because I think that's important because this is about the commencement of what happens next. So he tells this story. He says, there are these two young fish swimming along, and they happen to meet an older fish swimming the other way, who nods at them and says, morning, boys, how's the water? And the two young fish swim on for a little bit, and, and then eventually one of them looks over at the other one and says, what the hell is water? Well, this is our water. And we can pay attention to it. And we can make room in our lives, in our approach, in our thinking, in our interactions for better, for moving forward, uh, pushing forward, as I say, rather than trying to push back. Thanks for giving us a listen. As we move forward, with this situation, with this thing that's us, let's never forget that we are all in this together. No matter what else happens, we're all in this together. Thank you.